die through shit. Hey guys, welcome back to the idiot side quest. Or if you guys are just continuing listening to us talk after you heard our little brief update. Hey again. Hey again. Welcome. 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 So, this episode, we're going to you be by talking Audible. about. Sorry, please cut <laughs> not, that. Or don't. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, <laughs> um, not brought to you by Audible. We are not sponsored. Um, it just felt like yeah. I had to say it. It was stuck between Audible and Honey. I had to throw them out there. Uh, yeah, it's fair. Maybe one day. Maybe, maybe one day. Okay. We'll keep you posted, guys. This week, we're going to be talking about BNA, which, if you guys don't know, is, I think, Netflix's newest original anime series right is it a netflix original uh oh. i mean it, it, it's it, released ne on netflix, netflix claimed it's original yeah licensed by netflix i guess by it's triggers netflix. studio triggers newest anime yeah well i think it's the newest like net quote-unquote netflix original anime that they have i think so uh, i mean they yeah they kind of released it like the same time as like Japan Sinks and a couple others. Oh, wait, too. no. Japan Sinks is newer. Yeah. They, oh, they well. were all like the same heap of summer anime dropped, you know? Yeah. Summer but... anime started on other platforms and Netflix, in particular Netflix fashion, just said, here it is, binge it. Here you go, bitch. <laughs> Netflix spread its legs wide open and said, go to town. That's, uh, okay, moving on. So we were going to do a different series this week. We were. However. I asked nicely to hold off for a week. And Brandon plus this, 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 this gives us more time to better shape our episode coming back in for the glory that will be next week's episode. Do we say? Uh, do we say yet? Or are we gonna leave that more yeah, closer yeah. to the end? We can say it. Um, but yeah, uh, what was going to be this week was going to be us talking about Neon Genesis Evangelion because it's kind of a meme on this podcast at this point. It is. But Brandon mm. fucked that up and made me watch Furry Bait instead. Ah, God bless. You said you have to go six months now without. Being furry baited, but we both know it's gonna be more like six days. Oh god damn it. You promised. At least give me like a month. But you you guys, you guys are gonna be free from furry bait for six months. It's not gonna touch the podcast for people who don't like it, because you know, it's it's a touchy thing for some people. For some people for some reason. But BNA, while being furry bait, also isn't, kinda. Somewhat. I'd say, yeah, I'd say it teeters on a nice fence. It's barely furry bait. It's a lot yeah. less furry bait than I thought it was going to be. Me too, um, which was a disappointment, but also not. I love my furry bait. It made me cringe less than Beastars, if that makes sense. Like, Beastars oh, yeah. had a Beastars little bit too is, much, like, sexuality in it. Beastars and... is, like, fully sexual and also about, like, animal instincts. And BNA is not about any of that. BNA is more like... I'd say closer undertones to like racial allegories and things like that. Yeah, because Beastars like because as as you know, and I hope the people who are listening to the podcast now, I don't really care if somebody's a furry or not. I'm just I'm 
not. I don't really care, though. But I have to admit, Beastars is like on that line where oh, it just yeah. kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It rides a fine line. Absolutely. Yeah. I will not fault anyone on that critique. There, There's no rabbit titties in this one, so we're good. <laughs> Holy shit. If only. Um, if only. Although I am, I'm, I'm going to put a little like disclaimer out here for people because I reserve my right to change my opinion on this anime. Stop. But just to understand the context of how I watched this, we had planned to do an episode episode on Evangelion. I had binged all of Evangelion and I was leaving a day for research. Mm-hmm. And Brandon hits me with, hey, can we do BNA instead? So I was not in the right mindset to watch this anime, and I was put into a situation where I literally had to watch it in a day. And I think anybody can understand. I love you too, but I also fucking hate you. That's okay. Um, I hate me too. And I think it's pretty understandable that, you know, if somebody's kind of forced to watch something, it... It brings it down a little bit. It brings it down a little bit. So... If any of my criticism seems too harsh, it might be. So sorry. I'll try to call you out on it, but it's okay. Quick little non-spoiler. Overall, I did like it. The animation is phenomenal. Mm. It's completely unique. It's really good. It's so Um, good. Yeah. You could literally put the show on, have no subtitles, no audio, and just like stare at the screen, and you'd still probably have a great time watching this show. Yeah, as Brandon said, just as like a quick little synopsis for people who haven't seen it and are maybe thinking about watching it, there are essentially regular humans and what this society calls beastmen, which beastmen can appear human, but they also have an animal form that comes along with it. And uh, society says, no, fuck you. And there is tension. Yeah. It's like that beastmen can't be like they're lesser than regular humans. They're not as smart that their instincts are out of control. And they're just super looked down upon and controlled. And there's a lot of like different kind of points in the story that definitely could lead to like real world like tensions going on. But. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy. So I think that's all I have to say for like non-spoilers. Do you have anything to add? Uh, no, not really. I, I've, uh, so a question I had for you that we can either keep here in the recording or cut it out. But I was wondering if for the format, if you wanted to go like almost like a a question and answer type route. Ooh, I don't have any questions prepared. Are you going to be the questionnaire? I have a couple that we could start off with and maybe think of some more as we go. Sure, we'll we'll give it a shot. And if it doesn't go well, we can just cut it. Fair enough. All right, so like my first question I would have is, you know, the very basic starting line of how would you rate the show? Like either on a grading scale or like out of 10. Like where would you place uh, so it? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it out of ten. I would say it's a solid five for me. Ooh, and harsh. yeah, well, here's why. Because this is one of my criticisms for it, and 
not gonna lie it's kind of my criticism for all of like the recent furry bait shit for lack of a better term that's come out okay okay um a lot of them have the exact same themes even though the plot might not take the exact same route it's just to me it's boring because I would I would like to see something different. I think the furry community or whatever you want to call this genre of anime that's be- been becoming more popular, I think that they can do more with it. Even though it doesn't really have the same romance themes as Beastar does, a lot of the social commentary is the same. And not saying that that's a bad thing, but I feel like there could be more done with this kind of media instead of just I definitely would agree that it's like when it comes to like subtext, they definitely sit on the same. But I feel like the plots are just so entirely like the points of the show are entirely different to me. Yeah. And then also another reason why it's not as high for me is because... I felt like it was pretty predictable, which sometimes that's a good thing. And then other times it's a bad thing. I wouldn't say it was either here or there. It just kind of made me kind of meh. Yeah. And uh, like, I, I just wish there was more from it. I think it could have done more. And I think it could have been better if there was more to it is how I'm going to leave it. And then also, this is just like a little Leah tangent, as we're going to call it. The social commentary that I think most people relate this to is obviously race. Um, And I have to admit, because whether it's intentional or not, most people uh, see, you know, it's an easy crossover to draw context to. Yeah. And unfortunately, most people see the white people as the humans and, you know, other marginalized people as the animals and to an extent that kind of rubs me the wrong way because i feel like i don't know i don't think it's a healthy comparison i don't necessarily think it's a good comparison regardless of if the overall message that the anime sends sends is good or not i don't like it kind of rubs me the wrong way yeah if that makes any sense that's fair that's fair but how would you rate it on a I, scale? So I would give it two two scales for my personal rating. Uh, on just a regular anime standpoint, like to me, I gave it like at least an eight, like probably an eight. For me, it was super. I had to look at it through the lens of like what I wanted out of the show, and that going into it, I mean, this kind of goes into somewhat other questions I could ask as well. But I saw. That it was a studio trigger show, and from the trailer, I could tell that it was going to be like fun and colorful. And so it's like it gave me like this huge color palette. Like I said, I, I'd still probably give the show a good rating, even if I didn't have any plot to go off of. Just by like having my eyes open, watching the screen was so fun and like aesthetic, just, and it's very yes, unique. the aesthetic, the the animation, the color palettes, the character design. Um, the it's character personality it was just it was so good so for me like i easily give it an eight and then if i gave it a second scale of where it lies studio trigger wise easily a 10 I'd, I'd say it's the culmination of 
so many different tools they've used via like Kill a Kill, Darling in the Franks, and Promare. It was like Promare's yes. color aesthetic, like they're a Promare took so many colors and created a stylization out of it. Whereas like the fight scenes and the quirky character development were kind of like combinations of those Darling in the Franks and Kill a Kill like quirks put together. So it's like it, it almost looked like it was like the culmination of those three shows placed into this like final product that just like stood out and was very unique and memorable. This definitely took all of the best parts of Studio Trigger and like really honed them and put it together. Yeah. All right. So another question I have were, what were your thoughts after only watching the first episode? After only if you can watching, recall watching the first episode, got the well. I have I have Wikipedia pulled up. Yeah, because... but it's got you know it's got the parade and you got the explosions and you got just like character introductions and stuff. I think the festival was really cool. I really enjoyed the festival, but I'm a sucker for festivals. Mm -hmm. Like any just anime episode. Yeah. Any anime episode that has festivals. I'm like, hell yeah, this is my shit right here. But yeah, it's you. Uh, Did you try to ruin the festival? No, it's a really good hook. I think it's a really good way to introduce the world. And yeah, I, I enjoyed the first episode. Hell yeah. I don't know if that's what you were looking for an answer, but that's my answer. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely what I would say is after watching the first episode, I was definitely like curious because there were so many like I feel like it took like a kind of most anime first episodes kind of like give you like a little bit of tantalizing information. And then by the end of the episode, they hit you with the hook. Whereas with this show, it was just like right off the bat, like, yo, what is going on? And then within the first five minutes, we've got this very cute Tanuki character who is suddenly like in a bike chase fighting off these boys and then like shit's just hitting the fan like all over the place within the first five minutes of the show and you're just like i don't know what's happening other than this is definitely a studio trigger show um yeah but you get to the festival and then uh it's a little confusing for a moment like it, you're just kind of like left with this unease which is intentional of course because the character's arriving in this new spot and then uh, I don't know. I, I would just say there were so many different parts to the first episode that it almost feels like two episodes because there was just so much packed into it. But overall, I would say the first episode definitely like it had me hooked a little bit, but I wouldn't say it was yeah. like super hooked because I would say it honestly took me until about maybe episode four or five until like I, I was truly like, wow, I, I got to know what's going on. But like the first episode, like it was entertaining and somewhat hooking, you know, are you still with me? Yes. It's okay. just that like I binged all of this and like I was just so focused on like getting it through of like trying to remember everything that happened each episode. I mean, I binged it all in one day too. Well, actually, okay. So I, I think I watched the first three episodes three different times because <laughs> oh. I watched, started watching it myself and then I started watching it like with my mom or something and then I once again binged through the entire show once i was here and moved in and everything with my roommate and hell yeah granted we binged it all in like one sitting but also had to like take breaks and stuff to take care of the puppy there's a german shepherd puppy living with me now which they are not here 
right now, but in future episodes, you might get so to hear cute. their delightful, beautiful voice as they scream and whine and do whatever they puppy puppies do. Especially German Shepherds it. are very vocal, so. So cute. I would die. No. Yes. You have to keep me in line for this podcast. You're not allowed death. The council but has not granted so you permission. Cute. All right. And um, then my follow-up question would be, you know, if those were your thoughts after the first episode, then what were your thoughts after finishing the show? Did the show take you in a direction that, like, you were kind of super aware of it was going to take you, like, right at the start? I would say... I would say, honestly, as far as Studio Trigger shows, it's definitely the most sane and predictable out of them. Like, there's yeah. a big twist, but it's not a Darling in the Franks, we're going to fucking Jupiter yeah. twist, you know? It's not a, okay, you know how we've had this show? Well, we're tossing all that shit right out the window in the last three episodes, and we're just gonna go. Uh, like, yeah. I love Studio was... Trigger for that, but it was also nice to have them make a show that wasn't Aliens, you know? Spoiler yeah, alert, just... guys. It's not Aliens. For once. Yeah, it's not just out the fuck there, what the fuck. Yeah, it was it was pretty predictable. Um, I would say the thing that wasn't predictable to me, which once again I think they could have done it better, mm -hmm. is the whole thing with Nazuna. Um, I don't care if they're if it's canon or not. I love them. There's so much fan art of those two. You don't understand how much Twitter content I have consumed of those two together. Okay, I'm going to go on a tangent really quickly. That's my tangent. Michiru and Nazuna mm, smooching. Nazuna, uh, best girl. So remember our newlywed episode where I was yeah. like, oh, the most annoying thing about you is whatever. Uh, I've changed my mind. The most annoying thing about you is that you constantly fucking interrupt me. I do. I do. I do it with... I, if I get excited about something, I'm the goddamn worst. A hundred percent, and I apologize. Yeah, I really it's am. Okay. I'm absolutely horrid. It's okay. Um, but so okay, getting back to the actual thing that I was saying, I didn't expect the shit with Nazana, mm -hmm. although it was introduced one episode and all explained essentially in one episode. Like I wasn't expecting there to be a cult, and I wasn't expecting essentially the cult's front to be her best friend or lesbian lover, however you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. And I think that definitely could have been more interesting if they left a little bit more unknown longer than they did. The show definitely, like, overall, like, you say it's, like, predictable, but it's almost like they wrote it not trying to keep anything secret. They, like, constantly, like, feed you small information of, like, hey, here's very obvious foreshadowing for like three episodes from now and it does it like all the time with so many different plot points it doesn't give you like everything but it's just like hey look this is important uh, it's not important right now but it's important like when I the just, they investigate the explosions and stuff and then we have the first hints at hey they know who the main character is Hey, what's going hey. on there? But we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, but like, I, I just, I wish there was more left unknown for a little bit longer mm -hmm. is, is how I'm going to leave it. Also, that's a good way to put it. I would agree to that. 
the weirdest character to me that to a certain extent I still don't really understand or get is Boris. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't get that, but okay. Why not? What's wrong with Boris? He was just like so weird, so mysterious, and then I don't really get what he is as a beast man because it's almost like, like snake, but like a basilisk, like not, but not truly. Yeah, but not even like it's like he's a half snake. It's not like he's a true beast man. It's he's like somewhere in between, and even like more in between, debatably than Nazuna and Michiru. Yeah, Boris. honestly, it's this is semi a lead into the next question i had written down which is yeah who is your favorite character why are they your favorite character Ooh, um my favorite character i don't know if i can remember his name or not hopefully is it on is it listed on wikipedia probably if they're a semi even basic main character uh, Pinga, I, don't, fuck. The I don't remember i don't remember his name but it's like the little like uh is, he's oh, i don't think the, he's a red panda of, yeah he's the panda the small one that like buys the yeah. filters and shit oh yeah yeah yeah, he's yeah yeah adorable and he's like great little like comic relief and yeah. i just i enjoy him yeah the 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 bears overall like every time they're brought back into the show too it's just like goddamn. yeah what who's your favorite character now, I, of course, easily could say, like, Nazan or Michiru, but when I think, like, the first person that comes to my mind that I absolutely love and adore when I think of this show is Maria Tommy, the mink. I yeah, just love... pretty funny. I love Marie. And every time I see her appear on the screen, I immediately know some fucking bullshit is up and she's gonna do something. And I'm just like, I love you. Yeah, she's pretty great, too. I would say that there wasn't one thing that was pretty great about the show is there wasn't a character that I didn't like. Yeah. And every character was like so unique. Yeah. Oh, and then. OK, so. Springboarding off of that, we're going to keep on trucking away here. Uh, I'll actually I'll ask. Got to see my my questions. I have a few questions, but I don't have them like organized very well. I will, I want to save this question for a little bit. So we'll say, do you think that this show is a must watch of the season? Like if you are, if you need something to watch and you've, you know, been caught up on everything, should, should you watch it? If I'm going to be honest, no. However, the only thing that I will say is because of uh, coronavirus and all the shit that's going down, there isn't a lot of anime coming out summer season what? or fall season so with that in mind considering that there's not as much as there usually is maybe what are criteria you think would meet a watcher to make it a must watch like what are to the make it a like what are what stood out like if 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 this is your cup of tea or not um not gonna say this is like the only thing you need but being a furry definitely helps is probably a, a big selling point for the show god you gotta, I, I don't know you I'm are sorry, caught up just... on this being a furry anime yeah i would say if you enjoy shows with uh high energy definitely like it's a very energetic show 
as as is any like trigger show like trigger just makes energy like that is their cup of tea i would say like the color palette if you are like or if you if you're someone who's looking forward to cyberpunk 2077 this might be a show for you i don't really see how that correlates but okay um i would definitely say one of the things that might make it a must watch for somebody is the animation because it is so unique because it's it somehow balances looking like an anime and looking almost like an american cartoon Mm -hmm. at the same time and i think it does it really well the reason i bring up the cyberpunk 2077 is mostly because beastmen could draw some sort of comparison to body mod there is a little bit of body mod going on it's future city the color palette is synthwave retro vibe and the soundtrack is very retro synthwave vibe so those off those criteria that's why i say if you're someone who's an anime watcher who's also looking forward to cyberpunk 2077 this might be a show that's that's all i'm saying i will stand by it also if you like Cute tanukis that kiss pink wolves. Yes, please. Oh my god. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I will not leave this mountain. I love them. Oh my god. Oh god. Um okay. do you have a takeaway from the show? This... Uh, can I can I throw yes. it back at you and ask what your takeaway is while I think of my answer? Honestly, uh I, I don't know if I would say that there is a huge takeaway with this show. Like, I think this show is very, like, its takeaway is just in the fact that it's entertainment. The yeah. reason I included this question to be thrown in there is because I feel like some animes are definitely like, hey, there's something that we want to stick with you after you watch the show. And there's other ones that are just like, holy shit, what just happened? Cool. You know? Like, I think the takeaway question will be a much more long-winded answer with Neon Genesis Evangelion because holy shit, there's so much in there than it is for BNA, you know? Yeah. But that's why I figured, I mean, I I might as well ask the question. Um, If I really think about the takeaway, like, there's, there's really not much. It's just, it's just kind of an entertaining show. That's like it. Yeah, that's with, I would say with that's some, pretty much my takeaway as some well. Some subcontext into like, you know, I don't Social even want to say it. Yeah, I don't even want to say like race or anything, but just uh, uh, brain discrimination. Discrimination, the D word. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, discrimination on any front could be, you know, pointed at towards that subcontext here. I once again, I think when people watch it they're predisposed to view it in a certain way yeah also the fact that big pharma fucking blows fuck them fuck big pharma they cause most problem more problems than they solve that's another takeaway there's your takeaway right there yeah fucking sylvasta pharmaceuticals boo boo all right how did the show make you feel while watching it uh, I need to get through this. I wish See? Netflix had a times two speed button. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing is, I feel like some of this, like it, I, I think these are like decent questions because they like add a playful amount that you can discuss in these shows. But also, 
in this context of this show, you are semi-convoluted by your predisposition that you gave us there at the beginning of this episode of yeah you are forced to marathon this when you much rather would have just been playing a video game at the time and like i'm gonna be honest like if if we did actually have this planned out and you know we were fully knowing like doing an episode on this i probably would have watched it in a day anyways like i think it's yeah. a little bit under five hour or six hours to watch well, i mean like i said i but watched it in it a day and i still had to constantly stop like every two episodes to take care and play with puppy and do all this other stuff and i was still yeah. able to binge it in a day but it, it was the it was more along the lines of uh like i'd rather I, be I doing had a day yeah to watch this like it's not like oh i'm gonna end up binging this it was like no nah, like i i have to do this now and i have to do it today yeah so you were filled um, with stress and frustration at brandon yeah so that's how the show made <laughs> you feel bit. understood uh what was the question again let me actually try to give a real answer just how the how did the show make you feel while watching it? Or you could even rephrase the, the question into the context of how did you think the show wanted you to feel and did it accomplish that? I'd say that's a better question. Like what do you think the show's sense. goal was and did it happen? But in a in a way, kind of almost like mystified. Like, I think it wants you to get lost in this world that it's created. And it's it like the world itself. It's really good world building. Um, the world does make sense and everything like that. And there's so many facets to it. Like, they didn't have to mention all like the fucked up shit that goes on with baseball and Anima City. And like the fact that, you know, people gamble on lives and all of that. But it's one of those things where it's an interesting tidbit and it makes the world feel more real and it helps you immerse yourself. And I think the world it like in being mystified and kind of consumed by it is what they were going for. Or at least I think that's what I got out of it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I would definitely what about say you? for me, it was definitely just a uh, I think mystified that you put it in a really good way. And then the other of it is just like it was just fun like it was a yeah. fun show to watch like it was a show that i felt like uh, i constantly like it would just be a small thing that would happen but it would bring like a smile to my face you know and it's not a lot of shows that like cause that fun internal reaction to like show itself but i think just between the animation and just the characters and the personality and just overall the the pathing that sometimes the show would take and just how wacky it got like with the baseball just the fucking the final team that they fight just like how cartoony and just yeah how wacky the show got sometimes although i've i've thought of a question you've thought of a question um, okay let's... i've thought of a question i shall prepare to write it down um because I'm definitely I'm one of those people where anything that I watch, I compare it to other things. Um, yes. Some people might think that's a good thing. Some people might think it's a bad thing. It's just how my brain works. It is what it is. If you were to compare this 
to anything else, what would you compare it to? Because I, I have something that I would compare it to, and I, I want to know if you would agree with me, but I don't think you've watched what I would compare it to, so I don't know if you would. Hmm. Lay it on me first, because, I mean, I, like I said, I kind of already did draw the comparison in the aspect of the three other studio trigger shows that I think this is just an amalgamation of, but I don't know anything outside of Studio Trigger that I would inherently actually draw the lines to other than maybe cyberpunk oh. 2077 <laughs> <laughs> i mean those are like the only like weird comparisons i've drawn so far but what so do you think i don't know if you'll get what i'm saying because i don't think you've watched this anime but it this almost kind of reminds me of like tokyo ghoul and mm. zootopia had a baby because i don't i have you watched tokyo ghoul i've I don't watched think zootopia You've watched Zootopia. Okay. I've not yet watched well, Tokyo Ghoul. I've heard good things about it, but I've just never quite dug into it. Um, I would say Tokyo Ghoul is also another like solid five for me, but for different reasons. But it's just it's such a wild ride, Tokyo Ghoul. Mm -hmm. Um but so for those of you who don't know, to Tokyo Ghoul is about this kid who tries to get eaten by this ghoul lady. And a literal, like, fucking pillar falls on her, or falls on both of them, and, like, wrecks both of them. Like, she dies, and he's barely alive, and how they save his life is transplanting her organs into him, which is what makes him a half-ghoul. What so the fuck? I didn't even, I don't <laughs> even know what the show is about, okay? <laughs> Interesting um, concept here. Yeah, but like for some reason, as soon like I kind of had my suspicions of what made um, Michiru like a half beast man, but like it's so similar to Tokyo Ghoul that as soon as like they officially explained it, I just couldn't get it out of my head. Stop! Stop it! <laughs> I have a problem. My brain does weird things. God, it really does. Uh, All right, but so yeah. My official opinion is this is like if Zootopia and uh, Tokyo Ghoul had a baby. You know, I, I, I would. I could uh, somewhat agree with that, I guess. If anything. It's for Tokyo Ghoul, but that's all in the first episode. No, I'm, like, I'm, so. like, I'm like derailed on Zootopia thought now. But um, I only have really one more question is the one that I had like earlier on. And I said I wanted to save it because I feel like it's just a good question. In my opinion, <laughs> sorry, I'll stop. Uh, what do you think is the most memorable moment of the show? Like what is a defining moment that like if you were to think of this show, what's the moment that like sticks out like, yeah, that was that show. So uh, one moment that I really, really liked is when, the festival in episode one no when <laughs> nazina like kind Bay. of first takes that like silver wolf quote-unquote silver wolf form mm -hmm. and you've got the really like cool like pink and white aesthetic contrasted by like the dark atmosphere around it and like just that fucking organ theme that's playing that was probably yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the anime i don't really know why i think like just the music that went along with it and the aesthetics of it really stood out to me and it was just cool yeah what about you 
you know, honestly, I asked the question and now I have to think because I don't know. There's so many varying parts to it. But like when I really think of the show, honestly, most of my favorite moments all come out of the first episode as like memorable because like there's just the moment where we have this mysterious like focused on character before we know it's the main character. But like when she sits back on top of the bus and you just like get your first reveal of, all right, here's our character uh, being revealed and then being followed up immediately by that motorcycle chase, which is also the comical, like running on all fours on the guardrail. Like there's just so many different pieces. But yeah, I would say I would say it's that or the silver wolf, like the real silver wolf, like yeah. reveal. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, too. I don't know. There's I I loved the show. I really did. So it's it's hard for me to like find that defining moment. Yeah. So I like I said, I don't really have any more questions, but can you think of like anything else that like kind of goes in that that line? I need to go rewatch or like some re-listen to some other podcasts, like the the rewatchables name drop there. But I remember like they they used to have like a they never talk about anime, but they have like similar questions. These were just ones I was thinking of off the top of my head right before recording. Uh, but yeah, I didn't know that we were going to do a question format, so I don't I didn't have any planned. Exactly. But I figured we um, would try something new like this, because if we have like these same similar questions, it gives us a kind of similar structure to follow along and like look forward to in every episode yeah uh i think i actually i think i really like the question format i think we should keep doing it i think it's fun um they just refine and define it a little bit more yeah expand uh, upon it so what did what did you think about the whole pure blood aspect at the end i feel like it's a character trope that's kind of like overdone um it kind of does come out of like nowhere in the aspect of, I mean, I'm just going to state now if, if, if we're talking about anything at this point, it's probably going to be spoilers. So like it's all spoilers. Yeah. You left the spoiler free section. Fuck you. You left it a while ago. If I'm assuming if you are 40 minutes deep in this uh, podcast, you were expecting to hear something about this show and watch as I fill the remaining minutes of this with zero spoilers, but you know, just in case I'm throwing it out there. Yeah. Um, but just the, the pure blood aspect of uh, being like a power trip thing is, is kind of an overdone trope to me that pure bloods are more powerful. It did kind of come out of nowhere, though, in the aspect of that Silvastas were like silver blood or not silver blood, but silver wolf, like from that same descended with the powerful mixing of the blood of a thousand plus people makes you powerful and immortal and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. Kinda also, I'm so sorry. I have a tangent. Tangent me. So another thing that like I just couldn't get out of my head when it happened is at the end where Sylvesta and the Silver Wolf are battling each other with their yeah. owls. Yeah. And like you see their howls meet in the middle. 
I could only think of Harry Potter. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's, it's Voldemort and Harry Potter yeah. battling it out. I remember saying something to Rebecca, but I honestly don't remember what it was. But I did make some sort of weird, like, snide-ass comment as well at the yeah. time. That was my tangent. That was your tangent. My tangent yeah. is honestly, I can't stop, even though this is an episode about BNA. I don't even think we're going to do an episode on this, but I just want to state if you want to sit in for a ride of your life of not sure what's happening, Tokyo Sinks 2020. Like, I don't know why I keep seeing scenes from that damn show, like in my head. The best way I could describe it is, oh, what, what two shows? It, it's, it's like, uh, well it's by the same man who did like devil May or not is it? devil may cry devil man cry baby is it uh yeah okay that's what i was because I all the stylization of the everyone aesthetic is so the aesthetic weird, yeah. is devil man cry baby but i was like it's, it's like some weird yeah, it's, it's doomy guy. like thing combined with devil man cry baby it's so all over the place like i didn't i don't know how that show made me feel even slightly it's it's yeah, it's, it's it constantly like just had me like pausing it. Cry, baby. It constantly like, had me pausing the show grounded. just to go, what the fuck? <laughs> Ugh, God, so many character deaths just like out of nowhere. I love it. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we're gonna do an episode on uh, Japan sinks. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's not that good, but it's something it's it, like you said if you are stuck in quarantine like it is by no means i would not praise it as a must watch show i would, that's a show i would give a five that is the show i would give a yeah five. that that's also a five for me did you watch all like, of it no oh god <laughs> but what i did i'm just like okay i'm i'm good yeah. i've seen what i needed to see how many episodes and, like, did you see not to get on this uh, tangent too much longer uh, I think I watched like four or five. Okay, so you've um, seen like okay, yeah, a fun, yeah. fun. I, I, I've we're seen in the we're in the spoiler zone. I know you didn't come here for Tokyo Sinks, but when the dad fucking blows up, I was like, whoa, bro! <laughs> like oh, I was no. just laughing my ass off. I was like, holy shit, he's gone. Although I think we described it as he was too cool of a character to stay alive. Yeah, probably. <laughs> You're just like, these parents are both badasses. Like, he just staples a fucking, his kid's head shut. Like, Jesus. Like, don't be a bitch. Grabs a stapler and staples his kid's forehead. Although, so I am, I am going to tangent just because I can't really, like, we don't, we didn't have the questions planned out. So I yes. don't really know what else to continue on with BNA. But so I know that. Devil Man Crybaby, that is going to be something that we are going to... Um, I'm going to have to rewatch it and actually pay full yeah. attention to it this time, not just on a flight to Tokyo feeling uncomfortable as people are staring at me watching halfway porn on my phone on a plane full of nice, yeah. polite Japanese people. Exactly. I didn't like Devil Man Crybaby. And I'm not sure how I felt of, about it. That's kind of why I wanted to cover it in our series of like, is it overhyped or whatever? Because mm -hmm. everybody thinks Devil Man Crybaby is amazing. And I also didn't like Japan Sinks, but I think he also, uh, the same animator or whoever the fuck you want to call him, did uh, keep your hands off of, uh, oh my God, what's it called? 
oh keep your uh keep your hands off izuken yeah which i love that anime so it's that's pretty the one about the three girls who want to be animators right or whatever yeah uh-huh. i've only watched the first like three episodes of that show it's so good i love it but it's it's pretty interesting considering that this man has somehow made two animes that i really don't like to be completely honest Mm -hmm. and then just one anime that i'm like oh fuck yeah this is awesome yeah i don't know i I think thank you for coming to my ted talk i think with like the devil man crybaby i think that got so much like attention just for the aspect i mean we'll talk about this more in that episode but i think it's because it is a remake and so it's kind of like yeah there was a lot of a lot of different things people wanted out of that show and i don't know anything about the original so. Original Devil Man came out in like the 60s, right? Yeah, it's old. Overall, I would coming back to being, I guess, a question I could ask is uh I know we've talked about it slightly, but do you think the show did a good job? And I know I've kind of stated and made my own thoughts on it clear, but do you think they did a good job at like character development and making like making their characters stand out from one another. Like, did they do a good job well, curating personality and... So, character-wise, I, I think I answered, or I said this in one of the other questions, I really do love all of the characters, mm-hmm. but character development-wise, I'm going to be completely honest, I don't really think any of the characters really developed Develop, or yeah. changed. Yeah, the only one that did kind of is Shiro? Yeah, I would uh, I would say I guess a better way to word it would have been like character establishment, like allowing I the viewer all, to yeah. know the characters who they are very well. Yeah, I think all of the characters are you know you know who they are you you get why they're doing what they're doing um and their motives are made pretty clear. I just I wouldn't say that any of the characters kind of like surprise you or really change or anything like that because like one of the mistakes that Michiru constantly makes and it's always with Nazuna is kind of buddy in and trying to be the hero when nobody asked her to Mm -hmm. and even though Michiru's heart was in the right place she just didn't ever learn from her mistakes and she didn't ever take the time to ask questions and figure out why things were happening she just automatically assumed oh this is bad i need to stop this yeah no i definitely i would i would agree i was gonna also say yeah it's kind of harder for like characters to actually develop in a 12 episode anime but then i immediately like flashed in my head like all the different like slice of life or like 12 episode animes where there are good character development but they're usually more focused on a single character or two you know yeah. And just about those single characters' developments throughout the show. Whereas BNA was just like, hey, he, we have our main <laughs> character here, but they're like a 30% focus of this show. We're going to be all over the place here. We're going to have you watch us juggle. Yeah. Um, bum, so I guess bum, the bum. lens definitely like changes, uh, changes how you can kind of view it. Yeah. I, I I think my original statement kind of stands where it's fine, it's good, but 
there's so much more that they could have done. There's so much more that they could have done to. I guess that's a good question. Is, what do you wish happened? Like, what do you think is missing from the show? You say there's so much more they could have done. Like what? Well, so one, they definitely could have done more with the characters and having them change and grow and all of that. Because mm -hmm. even though there are a bunch of characters and there is a lot going on, you know, a, a good example, because it's the only one that's popping into my head, is you could have had Michiru, you know, start to trust Nazna and why she's doing what she's doing, or even not so much like trust, but communicate with her and like ask what the fuck is going on <clears throat> instead of just acting impulsively. Yeah. Um. And then I'm going to be honest, like just the fact that the themes are so similar with everything else that kind of comes out in this genre is why I don't really know where they could have taken it. Because like, I feel like with the premise and with the themes and the commentary that they wanted to do with the show, I feel like they really box themselves in. And I don't know, like it, it would have been cool, like if just to like piggyback off of that uh cyberpunk uh blah, 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 whatever that i can't remember the title of like it would have been just cool to have like a cyberpunk body mod shit with a bunch of animals running around and, like there could be like you know a bunch of other shit going on instead of just social commentary which something i, I that just social noticed. commentary needs to be made but it's just uh, it's so similar to everything else and I don't even know if the social commentary is, like, even trying to be, like, social justice about anything. It's merely there as just a plot point to move plot forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, I, I feel like, but, you know, you could have, like, a fucking society where there are human and there are beastmen. And they're all just, like, fucking vibing. And, like, beastmen do special shit that humans aren't capable of doing and like that could be a world and it doesn't need to have the social commentary well i was gonna ask actually i was gonna bring up a different question i'm gonna bring it up real quick just because whatever but then i actually just thought of a new question uh but it's more specific to this show but the something i noticed here was this is a really rare anime in the aspect of there is no manga to it yeah there is now now that the show came out and they're starting to serialize a little bit of a manga to it but it didn't have like manga beforehand which is honestly it's so rare so do you think that has like a little bit of influence on maybe having character development just for the aspect of there wasn't yeah. that set up basis of hey these are characters that are going to go for this adventure and become something this was straight up just hey we're making a 12 episode show and it's going to kick ass, you know? I'm sorry. I'm just a person that compares things all the time, but to like compare it to Beastars because they are so similar. Beastars does it better because, and it might be because it has a manga. It does. It um, does have a long running manga. Yeah. That helped it establish it, its characters. And even though Beastars did have the same themes, there was 
so much more going on to it. There was so much more to the characters and there was a lot more mystery and intrigue behind it. And it very well could be because it did have that manga adaptation and there was an actual, you know, manga writer artist that was building this world and Mm -hmm. taking their time. Like not not saying that like trigger rush this or anything, but I think that could contribute to it i think they're just such different shows to compare on that level of things just for the aspect of like this is like action adventure uh like it's it's it truly is like the same vibe i get almost from like kill a kill in the aspect of there's high energy it's really goofy and you know it's just trying to like be this big bombastic like yeah. over the top adventure whereas like Beastars is definitely like it's Roma romance drama and it's like you don't Dream. have these huge like bombastic like action scenes instead you fill of that time with you know brooding Lagoshi thinking to himself in a long-winded soliloquy about how he's developing and maybe he should let the wolf outside of him I don't fucking know but this is detracting from that conversation and going back towards honestly an episode that I think so little of, but when I really think about the overall context of the show, it stands out so much harder is episode four dolphin daydream where Nina goes to the party and like, it's so much different. Like there's no episode like it really in the rest of the show. It's like a standout in itself. Where that's probably like the one show where we really see like character development and kind of like this more sobered view at how the rest of the world views the Beastman, you know? Yeah, I would I would say the episodes that I enjoyed the most are where you kind of got to explore the world. So like Rabbit Town, I really liked Rabbit Town. I really liked Dolphin Daydream and uh, Greedy Bears. What is Greedy Bears? Yeah. <laughs> Because you got to see different aspects of the world and how people live in this all beastman town and what life is like there and, you know, in contrast to what it's like outside of anima. And those were the episodes that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Ooh, I have another question I could ask you real quick here. Okay. Because for me, I went so back and forth. How long did it take you to stop suspecting um, the mayor as a villain in the show? Ooh, okay. Because she is so, like, sketchy, but, like, you can't, like, I, the reason I ask is because, honestly, like, I think it was like even in episode nine, I was like, all right, she has cleared all suspicion. But then there'd be something where I'd be like, oh, my God, it's that fucking bitch, the mayor again. Here we go. Um, See, it was one of those things where the mayor was definitely framed in a way to look suspicious. Yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe I just like. Oh, by the way, the bear you love, Jackie, Jackie is Jackie. There we go. But. There was part of me the entire time that was like, this is a red herring. So describe me a red herring. A misdirect. Okay. Thank you. So there was like, I don't know why, 
but like the whole time i'm like like snape even though snape's a little bit more gray than a good guy yeah i think i think the moment in which i was like i had cleared all suspicion and then they had the scene where she was analyzing the data off the first like is it nervous cell syndrome is that what they said it was then i had to like really like reread the how she was saying the data found i was like ah they're only giving her a piece of the data and then I I re-cleared my suspicions of her. But like it, it took me so long to be like, like I didn't think they were bad, but it still took me a really long time to like fully let my guard down around that character and just be like, oh, okay. So it yeah, did lead also, to a little bit of tension of like being unsure of the character's intentions, you know. Also, one thing that just bothered me was how fucking stupid Nazana was. Like. I mean, she just wants to be a, an idol, bro. Yeah, but use she's your brain, She's an idol bitch. in my heart. She's an idol in my heart, too. I do like her, but goddamn, she's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's true. I would say one last hard-hitting question for you that I oh, have. Oh, baby. This is a tough one. This is This is a real gray area and honestly how you answer this i'm gonna try not to let it affect our friendship our oh. french shrimp oh no okay michiru or nazina which one's better oh god i love them both so much though um the answer can't be together as girlfriends because trust me that's what my answer would be i don't know if this will make sense I think I like Nazina more, but I think as a person, I am probably more similar to Michiru. That's fair. That's fair. As a person, I feel like Michiru you and I have a lot of similarities. Akin. Yeah, I would definitely say you're more akin to Michiru than you are Nazina. Yeah. 100%. Well, that's how I, le- that's how I say we should leave it. <laughs> okay. They're girlfriends. Did I, Thank did you I for listening to my... Thank you for no, you've been, you've done me proud. Great. I wanted to lead it up. I, I'd say thank you for coming to our TED talk in which we spend an hour trying to just convince you that they're good girlfriends. Thank you. They are. They are. Is I, I, canon, I can't, can I can't, confirm. I can't vision it any other way. The way they look at each other and hold hands. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If you don't think there's homoerotic subtext there, then get out of my. All right. Uh, is that it? I guess. Let me ask you one more time now. Oh, man. Because I feel like, it, well, this, this happens a lot sometimes when we do episodes like this, but especially with how much I like how this episode was constructed a lot better. If listeners to like, if you guys prefer our just synopsis and random episode ranting of the olden days, let us know. But personally, I really enjoy this question answer. Like, I enjoyed constructive this more. format this is more like fun and not really linear but it's more constructed i'm, I'm, I'm able to focus yeah. on what i'm trying to address a bit better with this um but also now that we've had this new format i will also ask you one more time do you still give it a five do you still rate it a five after rethinking and kind of going back into the depths of your mind on the show Yep. Still a five? Well? Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll uh, go fuck myself. Oh, God.
Yeah. How about you? Is this still an eight out of ten oh, for you? Absolutely. Maybe an eight point four. Eight point four. IGN. Okay. okay, never not. Not not IGN. That's I suck. IMDB? Maybe. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know how that one works. I don't know who she is. Uh-huh. Uh but All so, I know yeah. is I want to smooch. Nazuna and Michiru. That's it. That's I'm the leaving story. that in. That's the tweet. That's um, the whole tweet, period. Yeah, so we're back, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to all the people who continue to listen, even though we were on a hiatus. Um, Get ready for really... Leah and I to fall into a pit of malice, despair, and self-existential crisis management as we yeah, discuss Neon week. Genesis. Yeah. This, this, um, I will. I, I want to ask the preemptive question to you on this episode. Did the show send you into a somewhat existential crisis as you binged through it? I'm going to leave that for next week. All right. Sorry. You guys, you guys are going to have to not listen to that Not even a simple episode. yes, no, nothing? Nah, nada. Um, but yeah, we're really excited for what we're going to be doing. We have a lot of shit planned out. And we have a calendar. We have a calendar. We're really official. We're adults. Um, Leah's an adult. But yeah. <laughs> Leah's an adult. I'm Leah 26. made the calendar. I'm having one of those days, I tweeted that earlier, where I'm just having a day where I'm hyper aware of the fact that I'm 26. And that oh, used yeah. to feel old as shit. But I honestly, Guys, I am a fucking Brandon's, child. Brandon's birthday was uh, during our hiatus as well. Oh shit, was um, it? Yeah, it was. So... Happy birthday to Brandon officially on the podcast. I actually ended up getting him a dope ass neon Genesis Evangelion. You really shirt did, for and him. it's honestly one of my favorite shirts in my entire closet, but it's still like 95 degrees and humid as shit where I live, so it's I can't wear it really. It's so hot. This, this wholesome boy, he texted me randomly one morning. Just well for me it was like afternoon, much, but it was like three yeah, hours later. I it guess, was too. morning for me. But he was just gushing to me how much he loved his shirt. And bitch, that made my day. You're so cute and so wholesome. I love you. I like being told I'm cute. Thank you. Smile. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're really excited. We hope you guys enjoy this new shit that we're doing as well. And we'll catch you guys next week. And you should like the podcast, rate it, follow us wherever you listen to us. All of that fun jazz. Because bitch, we're new and improved. It's true. I'm better now. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week and uh, we'll go down the existentialism that is Neon Genesis Evangelion. God, there's so much. <laughs> <laughs>